Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights. Wow, it's a new week and we continue with what we are learning this month. It is a month of divine experience. Most of us have had someone reach out their hand to help us get back on our feet when we least expect it. When we least thought we deserved it. You probably had someone tell you that you can do something you didn't believe you had what it takes to do. And later you look back and you cannot believe that you actually did it. Someone challenged you to audition for something, to go back to school, to venture into a different career path. Most of us have had those moments when all it took was another person's faith in us to get us moving. Today, we are going to look into the calling of Gideon, a man that God called when he was at the lowest point of his life to be the savior of Israel. The Bible says in the book of Judges, chapter 6, and we're going to have a long, a little bit longer of a read today. We are going to read from verse 11 to 27, and that's why I love the daily insights, because you get your dose of the reading of the word. So here we go. That the angel of the Lord came and sat under the Telebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abyssalite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you. You shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk to with me. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket and put the broth in a pot and he brought them out to him under the telebinth tree and presented them. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. And the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. 
So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear, you shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is Peace. To this day, it is still as in opera of the Abyssalite. Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of this rock in the proper arrangement, and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image that you shall cut down. So Gideon took ten men from among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him. But because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day, he did it by night. Wow, I told you it's going to be a long read, but I know it's interesting, so you're still there. So in normal situations, no one would expect someone to be doing what Gideon was doing when the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Wheat or whatever other grains are threshed in open places so that the wind can blow away the chaff. In Jewish tradition, the threshing was done on hilltops and never in a wine press. A wine press was a sunken place so that it could allow for the collection of wine. So it must have been humiliating and difficult for Gideon to be doing that. Threshing wheat in a pit was a rather unproductive way, but he couldn't dare to do it in the open because the Midianites, who were oppressive and ruling over Israel, would come and take it from him. So the Bible paints a man that was in a rather wretched state when God called him. But in what might seem ironic or even come out as mockery, the Lord calls him mighty man of valor. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh every time I read this. I laugh because, you see, the way God sees him and the way we see ourselves. But Gideon felt how any of us would feel in this position. How was the Lord with him in his condition? Yeah? What was mighty about the state he was in? How could God tell him, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites? Gideon could simply not see what God was seeing in him to give him such a commission to save an entire nation. He felt insignificant. He was from the smallest clan in his tribe. He was the least in his family. But the Lord tells him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. You know, I don't think God was trying to build Gideon's confidence. He was giving him the bond of his abiding assurance. It would have been great to go in the name of the Lord, but it was going to be even greater knowing that the Lord would be with him. I know at this point we might ask ourselves, what more does Gideon want? Because he insists for further proof that it is indeed the Lord he is talking to. But God does not dismiss him. 
He gives Gideon the sign he wants to solidify his faith because like we have said several times here the Lord does not leave the work of his hands to speculation this has been his way since the beginning of time when you experience the Lord it is a moment incomparable to any other you could never confuse it for something else and so after this exchange and demonstration Gideon reacts with awe and worship. He reacted in fear, not because he was a coward, but because he realized that he was standing in the presence of the Lord, that despite his state, the Lord had chosen him to save Israel, that despite his doubt and skepticism, the Lord had gone to such great lengths to reassure him that he would be with him. And the Bible tells us that Gideon built an altar right there. Just like we were learning last week that Jacob did. And he called it the Lord is peace. This was an act of worship and consecration because he realized that the Lord he had met was not the Lord he had in his mind. This was not the God he thought had abandoned them. What we see towards the end of this text is a different man. We see a man who has been transformed by the divine experience that he has just has just had. A man so changed that he begins his work right then and there and tears down the idols his fathers had erected that night. And this is what the Lord intends when he takes us through such divine experiences. they clear any doubts we have about ourselves such experiences removes misconceptions about his intentions for us and a divine experience raises us from our desolate states to greatness it instills in us the confidence and the strength we need to do god's work it is a stage in ministry that we cannot afford to skip or miss may you start experiencing divine experiences this is pastor lucy painter with your daily insight and this is divine experience day 4 shalom